If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, motherhood. One minute, your mom of the year. I love you, mommy. Then the next? <laughs> mm, not so much. From bath time to bullying, from potty training to puberty, parenting is full of challenges. But one thing is for certain, you are not alone. Welcome to Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, author, mother, parenting expert, Tara Clark. Join me while we tackle today's modern mom problems. Welcome back to another episode of Modern Mom Probs. I'm your host, Tara Clark. Here on Modern Mom Probs, we're trying to solve the world's problems, but you know what? If we can't, at least we're having fun talking about them. Today's Modern Mom Problem is how to survive hosting the holidays with Maria Sansone. Maria Sansone is an Emmy award-winning television host with an illustrious career in broadcasting. She's a social media personality, lifestyle expert, home cook, and mother of two. Her genuine and authentic approach to broadcasting has won her top honors and the heart of many. A little sweet and a little snarky, her no-nonsense style of cooking has made her recipes and digital content a social media sensation. Maria is currently the host of NBC 10 Boston's premier lifestyle show, The Hub Today, and the award-winning Mom to Mom with Maria Sansone TV show and podcast. Maria, welcome to the show. Hi, it is so good to see your face. It's so nice to see you again because we were together a couple months ago on your show, The Hub. And I think I kind of inadvertently, not inadvertently, booked myself on your show. <laughs> you <laughs> never better than putting someone on the spot on live TV while you were on Mom to Mom. I'm like, you know, you're always looking for guests on your show. I've got the perfect guests for you. And here we are. And here we are a couple of weeks later. I love it. I love it. Maria, you are a multi-hyphenated, talented, talented person. You are an Emmy award-winning television host. You are, and I'm going to put this in quotes, the youngest reporter in the history of network TV. I want to hear that story <laughs> in a second. A cookbook author and a mom. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, yes, all those things are true. So I am a broadcaster by trade. That is my day job. I have been broadcasting pretty much since I was 11 years old. I kind of accidentally fell into this profession. I was a little kid at a basketball game. I was in a slam dunk contest. I mean, this is a story for another Oprah. But long story short, I was interviewed by one of the local reporters there. And 
he had this idea like, what if we gave her her own segment on the real grown up news because she's like such a little Weisenheimer? (laughs) 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 He used like a Moira Rose term. (laughs) Um, And blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I am on national television. I got picked up by ABC Sports to be one of the sideline reporters for the Little League World Series, which was a perfect match because those kids are like 12 and 13. I was 11. I was a guest on The Tonight Show. Everything just kind of snowballed. And I was named the youngest reporter, sports reporter in the history of network television. Now, I don't know if anyone's broken that record since then, but that's mine and I'm sticking to it. So yes, I've kind of, I have built a career on that. I kept going. I went to Syracuse and went to the Newhouse School and studied television, radio, and film and have since had a career in New York City. I worked at NBC there. I had a morning show on Yahoo. I loved the show. I loved your show in New York, by the way, but we could go back to that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's really the sister show of what I'm doing now in Boston. So it all like ties together. So like so many people in TV, I bopped around. I moved to New York City. And after about nine years there, loved my job and everything. But I was like, you know, let's go to LA. Let's shake things up. I'm a big risk taker. I love doing that kind of stuff. So my husband and I packed everything up. This was before we had kids. We moved to LA. I really didn't know what the plan was. And then luckily landed what I consider the dream job, which was to host Good Day LA, which is really the premier morning show there. It's something I always wanted to do. So I was hosting four hours of live TV a day, just like doing- That is a lot, Maria. (laughs) Yes, yes. Then I had two kids and realized, oh my gosh, we are so far from our village. And modern mom prob, I did not have the support I needed in LA. So we dropped everything again, packed up the kids and moved to a small town outside of Boston. Again, not really knowing what I was going to do career-wise, and then luckily landed at the NBC station here in Boston doing a morning lifestyle show, which is absolutely perfect for me, and then hosting Mom to Mom, which is a podcast and television show, which is how we met, and that was really a pandemic pivot that I was just kind of filming out of the attic at the time on Facebook Live, and then parlayed that into a podcast and TV show. So that's kind of where we are now. And then just to add, you know, just to add a little more excitement in there, I decided to write a cookbook in my, quote, spare time. As if you weren't (laughs) busy enough. Yes. But this was something that was just such a passion of mine and... I mean, we can talk about how we got here, but it was something that I always wanted to do. And I really was listening to, I love my social media audience. I have built such an amazing community there. And like you, we have this ability to really connect with people and listen to what they're saying and what they need. And I loved cooking just for fun with my audience. But what they were telling me is they needed help on weeknights. Bad with their weeknight dinners. And they needed stuff that was simple and easy. So over the process of time, they were telling me, can you put this all in one place? Like your recipes are all over the place. I didn't really have a blog. And so the book, which I have right here, was born. Yeah. That is literally a question I ask myself every night. I'm like, 
oh, snap, what's for dinner tonight? And I open up my pantry or I open up my refrigerator and I'm like, what am I going to do now? Here we go again. Yes. You think I would learn. Go again. (laughs) You people need to eat again. Again? I thought I just fed you last night. I know. See, and you're not the only one. And for me, I love cooking. I find it very relaxing, especially as the demands at work got increasingly more intense, you know, doing a live show is super fun, but especially the job I was doing in LA, we were covering hard news. We were, it was, it was a lot and there was a lot happening in the world at that time. So I kind of found my kitchen to be a place where I didn't have to be on. I was just enjoying and relaxing But then kids came into the scene, right? And all of a sudden, it's not so much a relaxing place. It's a place, it's a a thing of practicality. The kids need to eat every night. You may have worked all day or been home with them all day and your hair is on fire, you're fried, and yet you still need to get dinner on the table. So I set out to put a book together that would be recipes that were the most efficient way that I could find, the quickest means to the end, to put my favorite foods on the table. And these are favorite foods from growing up, Italian, you know, things I've learned from my grandparents, things I've learned from my parents, my aunts, my uncles, and then also my travels. Like being a television host, I have been so lucky because I have found myself all over the world and in some amazing restaurants with some amazing chefs and some also just like dives and corners of the world. And I've tried to put that all together and in one book. So there's a lot there. And I cook out of it all the time. My copy is covered in like <laughs> in tomato sauce and sauce. <laughs> yes. And that's, you know what? And that's what I wanted. I think I even said in the beginning of the book in the intro, like this isn't a coffee table book. This is a kitchen table book. This is meant to be in the trenches with you. Don't, you know, don't worry. Like fold the pages down, get a little grease on it. We are, we're working together here (laughs) to get it done. Right. This is your comfiest pair of worn-in jeans. This is not your little black dress. (laughs) Good analogy. Good analogy. Do you want to hear a really juicy food secret about another television host? I'm listening. Okay. So a few months ago, I went to an interview. It was a, a live podcast recording with Anderson Cooper. Oh. And yeah. And in this interview, he shared that anywhere he goes on his travels, and Anderson travels a lot. I mean, yes. he is everywhere all the time. He always gets the same thing at a restaurant, regardless of where he is in the world. And do you want to know what it is? Yeah. Pasta bolognese. Wow. He will only eat pasta bolognese anywhere in the world. And what was funny, so the person who was interviewing him is Jose Andres. He is a a big celebrity chef. He also has a podcast. And in this conversation, he was like, why, Anderson, would you get that? Because (laughs) so many questions. It's Yeah. So everyone had so many questions. Why would you get that? Because if you're going to a place that's usually like in a pot, couple hours old, maybe a couple days old, they're not making that fresh all the time. Like that is probably the last thing that you would want to get when you're traveling to Italy throughout the world. And he said, no, it's the only thing that I can always trust. Hmm. And so 
I mean, I would say my meat sauce gets better as the days go on, you know. Right? It does. It sort of like congeals in a certain way. Yeah. I just, okay. All right. I was wondering if he, you know, Anderson, I was wondering if he did it in the name of research, like to use as sort of his, you know, standard to see which restaurant did it the best. Or it's not I even I could never that. do that. I use the opportunity to eat what is ever, you know, what's authentic to that particular region course, or restaurant, or, right? You know, whatever to get ideas and inspo. Not He's an interesting cat. He's an interesting Anderson. cat. Once we heard that, I was like, wow, that was... <laughs> I have a funny, interesting Anderson story too. So do you remember Anderson had a talk show for Mm -hmm. a little while? Mm -hmm. So I was, I I filled in or no, he didn't have a co-host. I guess I just, he would have like random co-hosts. So I was his co-host for the day and I terrified him with a story. (laughs) (laughs) I told him that I wore flip-flops on the airplane and he lost his mind. It became like the whole topic of the conversation. He's asking the audience, would you ever wear flip-flops on an airplane? And then the more I thought of it, I'm like, I guess that is kind of gross. I don't know. It was coming from LA. It was hot. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about like taking, untying shoes, you know, for security. Yeah. I mean, it was like the whole, it oh, was the whole thing. So funny. He was so skeeved. Yeah, he's like, no, you can't do that. But then, you know, I would also ask the question of, and I'm asking this to him more, so like, what if you were wearing wedges, right? Mm -hmm. What's the difference between wearing like an open-toed wedge versus (laughs) flip-flops? People are really grossed out by feet. I think it's more for the others. Like, they don't want to look at everybody's feet kind of thing. Yes. More so than worried about what our feet may touch. (laughs) Right. It's a good question. So now we know the inner workings of Anderson Cooper's mind. (laughs) Yeah. We digress. (laughs) Anderson, if you're listening, your your ears are ringing somewhere. I know. We love you, Anderson, but we just have to talk about your idiosyncrasies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So wait, now I'm I'm bringing us back. I'm bringing us back. We're talking about the holidays. The holidays are coming up and I want to talk about some of your favorite tips for hosting. Oh, yes. Well, Good timing. I'm actually off to the grocery store after this to do a huge haul. So I have been lucky enough because now I'm around tons of family. And I say lucky enough because it's a privilege, right, to be able to host the holidays and have a bunch of people over. I remember, you know, we lived, like I said, all over the place. And there was one Thanksgiving out in LA where I came home from work and our all of our guests had canceled because we had only invited a couple of couples and their kids. And it was me and my husband and my daughter and a bunch of stuffed animals set up around the table. So anytime I start to feel the stress and be like, oh my God, woe is me. I've got so much going on. I think back to that and I realize it's a privilege to have family around. So having said that, It is stressful and crazy. (laughs) It is. It is. So here are some tips of mine that I have found that just help me do this without totally losing my mind. So the main thing is, and obviously this kind of is basic, but you need a plan. And not only do you need a plan, but you need to write it down. Get it out of your brain and onto paper or on your phone. I'm old school. I keep actual written lists. I check it twice like Santa Claus. (laughs) I cross things out. I bring that with me to the grocery store or wherever you're going to to get everything done. So write it down. You may think you're going to remember it in your head, but it's a lot and it can be very overwhelming. The stores, remember, are absolutely packed this time of year. So you don't want to rely on your senses. You've got to just 
have it written down and get everything that you can possibly get in advance in advance and any cooking or prepping that you can do in advance, try to do that in advance. So my first tip is have a plan. Second would be to delegate. So don't feel that you have to do everything on your own. If you have a partner that can help out with some things, now I don't I don't trust my husband with the cooking, but I do trust him to maybe say get the disposable plates or the napkins or something like that. You know, I can send him out on a mission and I recommend you do because it's it's too much for one person. And if a guest says, "Can I bring anything?" A lot of times, us moms have a tendency to say, no, 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 it's fine. I got it. No. If you want them to help you out, ask for the help, especially if they're offering. Give them, like, for example, I love I love the food. I'm not big on desserts. Like, I have family who are fantastic at desserts, so I'm happy to delegate. Hey, can you? And you know what? They're happy to do it. They want to help out. Typically, people want to help out, and they're going to bring something anyway. So you may as well be the point guard and set up what everyone is bringing instead of people just showing up. There's nothing worse than if someone shows up with the thing that you spent all day making. But that's on you because you got to like let people know. I also recommend setting yourself up for success in your house, meaning listen, we don't all have houses that are like the home alone house. <laughs> I wish we did. <laughs> yeah, I wish we did. And in my head, mine is. But it's a lot smaller than that. And what happens is we get a bottleneck in the kitchen, no matter what. Even if you've got the mansion, everyone wants to hang out in the kitchen. And that can be really stressful for someone who's trying, who's in the weeds trying to put all the food out and stuff. So what I do is I set up like a little appetizer station or cocktails in a different part of the kitchen or like maybe even in the dining room or the living room to just kind of gently put your guests where you would like them so you can get the food out. It can get really stressful if there's too many people in there. I I made a huge mistake one year where I like had the cocktails going in my space and I made one martini (laughs) and martinis are like wildfire. Like once you see one, it's over, honey. Everyone's like, I'll have one of those. Oh, that looks good. I'll have one of those. And I was just all of a sudden now bartender when I was also supposed to be head chef and hostess. And it was, it was not good. So I'm never letting that happen again. I mentioned the disposable plates. This may not be a popular opinion, but on the holidays, I mean, I have 27 people coming this year. So I'm going to do a really nice, they make beautiful disposable plates now. It is worth every penny. I know it's not great for the environment, but we're talking a couple times a year here. I would do that. If you have the means, there's also rental services where you can rent actual plates and things, and then you give them right back dirty. You just rinse them off. That's a really nice treat. If you can get away from washing dishes, that's huge. It's a game changer. We also get those plates too. I know they're not great for the environment, but you can get them. We get the ones where they're like white and they have like a pretty like gold ring around the side. Exactly. They look like China, but they're not. They do. And and it's fine. And then nothing's getting broken. And lastly, when it comes to the holidays, just it doesn't have to be perfect, guys. I know we live in this world where we're seeing the highlight reel from everyone. It's a very Pinteresty world. It's probably outdated now, right? It's no, a TikTok it still world. Is, but it's a, both it's yeah. an Instagram world. Yeah, and and it's not real. And I think back to holidays and events where things didn't go as planned. 
And honestly, those are the ones that become classic. These are the times that we remember forever. Like every 4th of July, we make this barbecued ham, right? We've been doing it forever and ever and ever. We usually have like 30 people for 4th of July. And one year, I don't know what came over me, but I absolutely pulverized the the barbecued ham. Like, I don't know. I was like stirring it. I was like just a maniac. And it was just like the essence of ham. It wasn't even... (laughs) (laughs) Barely edible. And I am still getting razzed to this day about the barbecue ham that was absolutely destroyed. And so my point is, when things go off script, I know it's not ideal, but that's life. And honestly, that's the things we'll be talking about for years to come. It's not about how the food tasted necessarily. It's about the time we spent together and the memories we're making. And when you go off script and when things aren't perfect, perfect, you're actually probably going to remember that down the road in a good way. This episode is brought to you by Modern Mom Style Box. Upgrade your wardrobe and enjoy unlimited styles for just $60 a month. Modern Mom Style Box is the first rental clothing subscription designed exclusively for moms and moms-to-be. Get started today with a free trial. Use promo code PTO. Yes, a thousand percent. I recently saw a tweet that said something, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it said something along the lines of like, holidays weren't meant to be beige and minimalist. They were meant to mm. look like joy threw up all over the place. And so, yeah. So, so there's like, look at me. <laughs> you're so cute. So, but, I'm dressing like the main character in a Hallmark movie from now until the new year. I am here for it, Maria. You look <laughs> adorable. You have the cute headband and like the denim shirt. Like you are full yeah. Hallmark movie. Pretty Rowan soon there's a gonna, red lip. Yeah. There's gonna be a guy walking in the background with a plaid shirt on. <laughs> yeah, like the football player from high school, and I'm the big city girl. I mean, yeah. truly, this is my life. But I was yes. gonna say you kind of are because you're like big city broadcaster. I married the football player, yeah, from small town, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you mm-hmm. really? That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing is this isn't my hometown. This is his hometown. So Yeah. I mean, every day I'm like, this is a Hallmark movie. Someone just called yesterday to see if I would come and bring my cookbook to sign at the Holiday Stroll downtown. And I said, do you realize you are truly making my Hallmark movie dreams come true? Like, I hope you take so many pictures of that because you really are living in a Hallmark movie. Yes. We live in like a little snow globe, you know, like this perfect little New England town. It's such a great place to to raise the kids. I'm I'm so happy we we made the move and got settled down. New England towns really are like that. You think it's just like like a a fictional location and then you Mm -hmm. go there and you're like, oh no, this is real. Yes. Yes, it is real. Yes. It's just, I mean, the houses in downtown here are built in the 1600s and 1700s. So we're talking, this is, this is as Americana as it gets. That's amazing. Oh man. I love it. I love it. Would you consider yourself, you know, we were talking about like Pinterest perfect. Would you consider yourself a Pinteresty host? Are you one that goes all in on centerpieces and decor? Not as much because 
I really do focus on the food and I feel like for me, the centerpieces and things like that are kind of an afterthought. So I'm trying to be a little bit more ahead of that. I'm I'm always like, I'm more up at night being like, oh, I'm making this and I have a vegetarian coming. Oh, I got to whatever, you know, so it becomes a little bit of an afterthought. I've gotten a little bit better about that over the years. I do set the kids up with activities. That's where I would give myself a an A plus in the in the Pinterest category. And again, that's to keep them busy because it can get really wild and crazy when all the little kids get here and they're just so stoked and they're so excited and spirits are high. Yes. <laughs> so, well, it's fun to be I, with their cousins, right? Because I'm sure the cousins all I get mean, excited to be together. It, I'm still at a 10 when I'm with my cousins. Like I just, you know, lose my damn mind. What's more fun than running around with your cousins and staying up late and, you know. So I I try to have little things for them to do and like little activities that they can work on or it's sometimes nice to just like put butcher like paper all over the table that they're going to sit at and they can like color on that. We, I always have a plan for after dinner too. We're big on bingo. We do a lot of like bingo or gambling games like left, right, center. That's a big thing in our house. (laughs) And we always, and this was just something that evolved. We always wind up having a talent show by the night's end. And it every year has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And so one of the things that when the kids get there, if you tell them we're working on a talent show, they find a little corner in the basement or they'll go up in the and they are working so hard on their talents and creating tickets for everyone to come to the show and getting it all set up that it keeps them busy and excited and they work on their their, ta- their talent. I love that. I used to do that kind of stuff yeah. with my cousins when of I was course. little. It's good old fun. And again, it's all about making memories. And some of these talents, like, oh my gosh, we, we'll never forget. <laughs> the I grownups do it too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, they do? The grownups oh, participate? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. going to come up to your yeah. house. Oh, yeah. You got to come. We've got magicians. We have people doing the spoken word. We have piano players, guitar, uh, dancing, of course. My mom did a cleaning demonstration because she (laughs) says she doesn't have any other talents. So she she showed us how to clean a hardwood floor. You know, it's just whatever you got in your bag of tricks bring to the table. It's a celebration of each individual. Correct. Yeah. So how you said you have 27 people coming. Yeah. How do you manage that? Well, like I said, it I've been planning for that in advance and it depends on the holiday, right? If you're talking about Thanksgiving for example, the menu writes itself. I know people try to overcomplicate it with different things, but I like to keep it simple. If I have someone coming for you know, I have I have the day after Thanksgiving, for example. So I had to come up with my own menu. And so I'm doing a big dish that I can serve an army with. And I have examples in my book. The thing that I make when I need to make a big amount would be my lazy lasagna. So lazy lasagna is a is a great one if you have a bunch of guests coming. You don't even have to boil the lasagna noodle. You take frozen ravioli. 
and you layer that on the bottom of the pan. Then you layer other things as you would a typical lasagna, but not having to boil the lasagna noodles just takes a lot of the stress out and a lot of the extra legwork. And also you can make an advance and then pop it in the oven the day of, and it really just serves so many people. So if you've got a big group, I'm going to make two giant lasagnas. Then you just salad, garlic bread, boom, done. My book is also really good for sides. I have a whole chapter of ride or die sides, and these can like be easily mixed and matched with the things in my cookbook. But for holidays, I recommend the mashed potatoes, the balsamic Brussels. I have a great green bean recipe in there that I love all year round. And again, all of these are the quickest means to the end because we don't want you in the kitchen like not having fun. The host needs to be present and having a good time. It's true because that's oftentimes what happens. Like we get stuck, we as the hosts get stuck in the kitchen and everyone's out there talking, having fun, doing a talent show. And we're just like sort of like And they feel that too. It's like, have you ever been to a wedding where the couple getting married like isn't in it? They're not on the dance floor. They don't they seem to be like then the whole wedding is different. And I feel the same way at your own house. Like you're you're the bride that day (laughs) and they're taking your lead. If you're having a good time and then everyone's having a good time. So you just do the best you can to make things that are are going to be off your plate, so to speak, and l- l- more hands-off. And again, that all comes in the preparation. You don't want something. I have things in the book I love to make, like chicken piccata, for example. But I would be standing over the stove making that in batches. That's a no-no for a 27 people. That would be That would be nutty. So you just have to plan ahead. Do the best you can. (laughs) No, I like that. Stay calm. (laughs) Stay calm. I like the bit of advice of like you're setting the lead because I mean it is your house, right? So you're you're setting the lead. Like you're bringing the vibes. It's the the day for the most part will be you bringing the vibes. Absolutely, and they're looking to you. So if you're like frazzled and not having fun and all of that, they people feel the stress. So you want to be a good host. So you do the best you can to get everything done ahead of time. I mean, ideally, when your guests come, you're sipping on a glass of champagne ready to greet them and look them in the eye, you know? Now, listen, a lot of times it doesn't happen. I've got like my back to them, the stove, (laughs) and I really try to avoid that. I really try to get it done so that I can be like, hello, everybody. (laughs) That's the the ideal scenario. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. How early do you start on a holiday so that you can get to that point? Days in advance. <laughs> like <laughs> weeks but in I'm advance. But even that Honestly. day, right? So like- Oh, early. You yeah. have to get up early. And again, depending on what you're making, like on Christmas, for example, if I'm doing the lazy lasagna, that doesn't require- I'll have that done the day before or two days before, you know, pop it in the refrigerator and then just let it come to room temperature and then get it in the oven. I like to get an early start. I just had a huge group here. My family came from Pennsylvania and we did a little in-between holiday holiday because they can't get here for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And I did a pot roast because again, that's just something that you can kind of like set it and forget it for a while. And I got that started at 8.30 in the morning and then I knew it was done. And then it was just kind of chilling. And then when it was time to eat, just warm it up. And it was perfection. And then just, then we could play with the side dishes. We made mashed potatoes and we did squash and just very simple. And that meal was like, 
knocked it out of the park. And it was just all, you know why? Because it's like nostalgic, cozy comfort food mm-hmm. and it, it didn't stress me out. That one was a really good one. That's the key. Maria, what's your favorite part about the holidays? <sighs> well, like you were saying, like I I think about the nostalgia of the holidays. I don't think about the beige minimalist holiday like you were talking about. I think about the old days, right? And it's really just, it's a feeling. Growing up, we didn't have all the things and it was perfect <laughs> it, because it was the feeling that I had going to my grandparents' house, just bopping around from family to family and like just eating the certain foods and enjoying it and the excitement of the holiday. So I work really hard to try to create that feeling for my family. And I don't think that that's something you can buy that's not a gift that's going to be under the tree. It's just the whole spirit of Christmas that, as my son says, is so cozy. (laughs) Oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. Like cozy is his number one priority, which he gets from me. I love that. I too love being cozy. Yes. And even as they get older and, you know, some of that excitement about Christmas morning, perhaps, or all that wears off, I think that hopefully they will still have this spirit of Christmas because I still do. I feel like it's the most magical time of the year. I'm such a holiday enthusiast. It's out of control. (laughs) I I get it. I'm such a sucker for Christmas lights like out on people's houses and like even now we're driving by I'm like look at this house look at this house look at this house and my son's like mom calm down it's okay I'm like no it's amazing yeah we sort of have a Clark Griswold thing going on here over the years it's grown a bit and my husband who's Jewish by the way so god bless he really has gotten involved <laughs> in the, in the Christmas him. spirit because it's just so much fun and he took it upon himself one year to like go nuts so now we always have a big dinner on the night of the tree lighting outside our <laughs> Our tree lighting and everyone goes outside and it is truly like the movie. Oh my goodness. Christmas vacation where everyone goes out with their drink and their coat yeah, and, and they're freezing. like, okay, Josh. Yep. <laughs> We're just trying to relive all the classics here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is amazing, Maria. Tell yeah. everyone where we can find you and where we can get your cookbook. Well, you can get my cookbook and all the places you get your cookbooks. It's actually on sale right now on Amazon for the holidays. So, I mean, I think it would be a perfect. Speaking of hostesses, that person who's working so hard, bring them my book and they will love you forever. So you can find the book wherever you find your books. You can find me probably the best place is on Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. I am always on there sharing tips and things. And currently I'm doing a digital series where I'm cooking my way through my cookbook. Yes. I don't know how long it's going to take me. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to hear that. I'm doing, I'm kind of going against the grain. This is, this is actually how the book came to be was I was doing these, you know, cooking, live cooking things with my family and it was chaos and everything like that. And ever since then, that was years ago, Instagram and TikTok, everything moves so fast, right? They're showing recipes in 30 seconds, 15 seconds. It's like, 
a race to the finish. And I'm going a little more old school and I'm doing like little shows with my family in the kitchen, actually showing you how to make these recipes, like actually demonstrating them. And of course, chaos ensues and it's fun and all that. So that's all happening on Instagram at Maria Sansone. And you can find a lot of my recipes and things too on my website at mariasansone.com. Awesome. Maria, thank you so much for being here. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy New Year. All of those things rolled into one. Happy everything. Happy everything, Tara. Thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate you and the support. I appreciate you too. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Modern Mom Probs. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive in today's problem with me, your host, Tara Clark. Join me next time when I'll be interviewing another great guest and tackling another modern mom problem. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and a rating. As always, you could head over to Modern Mom Probs on Instagram and give me a follow or check out my book, Modern Mom Probs, A Survival Guide for 21st Century Mothers, available online wherever books are sold. Well, that's it for today. See you next time, folks.